0: Hello, I'm Elizabeth, an obsessive backyard gardener who might be able to offer you
1: a couple of tips. And I'm Keith, a landscape consultant, and I'm also passionate about gardening.
0: The one thing we both have in common is muddy muddy boots. boots. Now we all need food to stay happy and healthy, don't we? We do. And plants are no different. They rely on us to provide most of the nutrients they need. But where on earth do we start? When I go into Bunnings or to a hardware store, there are so many fertilising options sitting up on the shelf and I sometimes don't know where to start. Mm -hmm. Can you start with something, please, and help me?
1: I certainly can. And the easiest way to start off any of these subjects is to talk about it in the most organic way you possibly can.
0: Organic sounds good to me. Good and start. that is
1: that is the best stuff. So yep. whenever you whenever you're walking up Bunnings in aisle 27, you always look for organics. Look for the word. The word, the word organic fertilizer. Yeah. Great.
0: Why on earth have we got inorganic out there in the first place? Then. Okay. It's not good for the garden, surely.
1: It, it's, it, it actually it isn't isn't good for the garden at all, and and this is what probably so many people just haven't got a clue on what we're actually doing to ourselves with fertilizers. Mm. So doing
0: to ourselves, doing to our gardens, and then I suppose ultimately to ourselves. Yeah. yeah exactly. Vegetables.
1: But if we if we're not growing we're not growing all our own vegetables, we're having to go somewhere to buy them. Mm. We're going to the supermarket to yeah, buy those. Yeah, yeah. And those supermarkets have got vegetables that are supplied by market gardeners
0: hybridized seeds. Okay,
1: so if if we we think about some of the previous subjects we've spoken about which have been hybrids and where they've come into it, mm. what we've also found is that supermarkets have this huge demand for Fresh produce to be on their shelves, mm-hmm. so market gardeners sprung up everywhere where there was a, a bit of vacant land. Bang, there was a market gardener. Mm-hmm. What we also found was that that um, there were companies, chemical companies, that were coming in that saw a particular hole in the marketplace that they could fill, mm-hmm. and that was supplying synthetic fertilisers. And
0: that's where it all went downhill from mm-hmm. there.
1: And that's where it's gone downhill big time oh, from there. Dear. So if we um, we think about uh, pre-1945 All of the bombs that were going off around the Mm. world, Mm. uh, most of those were actually derived from a synthetic fertiliser. Of course. All right? Oh, wow. We lost 88 Australian lives in Bali. Yes, we did. The explosive component of the bomb that that, that destroyed those people's lives and many other people's lives was a a fertiliser called ammonium nitrate. Mm. And ammonium nitrate is um, produced from fossil fuels, basically, so from gases. Mm. And it's an oxidizing agent, and it is incredibly explosive. But that same product is going into our food chain. That's um, That's it's true. a synthetic fertilizer. So a synthetic fertilizer contains um, ammonium nitrate contains just nitrogen, mm. but they've found other, one, other ones now that, that they can produce the, the NP and the K, the nitrogen, the phosphorus and the potassium. Assume, yep. And they are classified as granular fertilizers. So they're put out in the field. Uh, when you add water to them, mm-hmm. they become straight away uh, a liquid fertilizer. Yes. Now plants have two root systems. They have a drinking root system yep. and they have a feeding root system. Mm-hmm. So when the when the water is infused with these chemicals, it goes down mm-hmm. and the drinking part of the roots pick that up yep. Yep. and they grow. Yep. One of the things that that actually blew me away one day was walking down the aisle in Bunnings and I picked up a Bag of fruit and citrus granulated fertilizer.
0: Yes, which I see in front of me. You're holding it up to show me. Holding it up to show you. Sorry, sorry, sorry,
1: listeners. You can't Mm. see this, but I'm just going to read you a little bit of a little bit of this down the very bottom on this packaging in a little red line box. It says in uppercase metal statement. Ooh, and then it goes on. This product contains less than five milligrams per kilo of lead. 10 milligrams per kilo of cadmium, and 0.5 milligrams per kilo of mercury.
0: Oh, I need to look at that.
1: And then it says, warning. Oh,
0: it is in a red box. It it looks frightening just looking at it in that box.
1: And it says, warning, continued use of this product may result in soil accumulation of cadmium, mercury, and lead residues in plants and animal product that exceeds the maximum permissible concentration. (gasps)
0: How on earth can, are they allowed to sell that?
1: Because it's all to do with profits. Oh
0: my goodness, that so, is terrible! Please don't buy any of this granulated fertilizer. Ever no, people, this and where you can
1: grow your own vegetables, so you're getting 100% nutrient dense food.
0: It's amazing, though, that that sort of fertilizer actually the the. the the plants
1: to actually grow oh well that that's got all the all the nutrients they require oh. in a liquid form once they put the sprinklers on that becomes a liquid fertilizer right. and the, the thing that they don't tell you about that liquid fertilizer is that 97 percent of what they've just put on can't be held in the soil so it washes through and ends up in the waterways yeah, exactly. causing so algal blooms go, and poisoning our base
0: there so, goes the planet. Thank you very much. All right. So let's get into something more positive because that's incredibly negative. Let's talk positive. What should we be what, what are we what are we choosing? We're choosing organic.
1: Yeah, we are.
0: What is organic fertilizer? Okay. What does it contain?
1: It's made made up of all the things that were once living, basically, an organic fertilizer, whether if you go for chook manure, well it was mm. chooks. Originally, that were alive, and, and, uh you know, or chook manure, yep. and that's all mixed in together. It could be feathers and bones and all that.
0: Yeah, so um, it could be one ingredient, or could it be, or could be a combination of all of them.
1: Exactly, or a whole
0: lot. So, how do we know what to choose?
1: We look for <laughs> the word organic,
0: okay, and, just keep and we look out. for
1: something that is certified organic. That means that it's been tested and it's been proven to be safe and effective for your vegetables and for you.
0: Okay. And they're it's usually organic is more slow release, it, it, a slow release sort of fertilizer rather yes, than it is. Yeah. yeah.
1: And, but a lot of people make the mistake of, of, say, buying a bag of blood and bone and then buying a, a, a punnet of strawberries and going out to their vegetable patch and, and putting, their, putting their their um, punnets of whatever else in the in the, the veggie garden and then putting over their blood and bone. Mm. What they don't understand is that that blood and bone needs to be converted to an enzyme first. So the microbes have got to have got to convert that into an enzyme, take it down through the soil and then allow it to be released to, to the, the, the plant that you're growing it in. And that can take between between One month and three months in order to be active. Okay. So that's why you look for one that has already been composted. Right, that is ready to go near enough straight away when you add it.
0: Okay, so how do we find that? So we read the bag. What do we see on the bag?
1: We look on the bag for for organic composted fertilizers.
0: Okay, but we're talking when we were talking about blood and bone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Blood and bone
1: is a, is a fertilizer but it yes. takes time to be active whereas a lot of the lot of these other products have already been composted. So if we go, if we, we think about something like sudden impact for roses or gigantic. gigantic. These things all have new trog- or new, products, all new products. Yep, yes. these have already been composted, so they've already gone through that process where the microbes have, have done their bits to convert that into mm. food that's going to be readily available for for okay. your plants.
0: Because I know that at, 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 super, at Bunnings you can find blood and bone. Mm-hmm. You know, you can find products that have blood and bone on them but that are that says blood and bone. Mm-hmm. But that's not something that you would necessarily buy because it hasn't got it hasn't gone it hasn't through the gone process, through that. process. So don't buy the direct blood and bone. Not if you products. want it. Not if
1: you want it to you know to work straight away. Usually people do. Yeah, they do. Mm. So one one of the best things you can do with blood and bone, as you can with chook manure and so mm. forth, is actually compost it. Okay. So put it in your compost throw heap. Throw it in. Throw it in, and, and and that'll add the nitrogen component to feed those microbes. It'll break your compost It'll down. Break really, your really compost
0: quickly. down much more quickly. Very good idea. Very good idea. Okay, so now let's move on there are soil conditioners and there are fertilizers mm-hmm. can you talk to me about that all right well because they have different roles as well don't they
1: they do and soil conditioners by their um, their name they condition, condition the, the soil. soil they fix the soil up in some manner so a soil conditioner can be something like gypsum okay gypsum is um made of two components calcium and sulfate What a gypsum does is it conditions a a clay soil, for instance. Ah, yeah, So where you've got clay that is made up of little tiny particles of soil, Mm. when you add gypsum to that, the gypsum breaks up those fine particles into into bigger aggregates Mm -hmm. that won't lock together. So that's a soil conditioner. Okay. Biochar is a soil conditioner. Yes. So that's a, um, you know, we've spoken about biochar before. That's something that you add to the soil that will... Uh, Add structure to a soil, it'll add 30% more capacity of the soil to maintain moisture but also food. Right. You know, so a lot of food that washes through the chelates and so forth can okay. be locked in it. So they're conditioners.
0: So they're for the soil, they're not for the plants.
1: They're not for the plants.
0: Whereas the fertilisers obviously are, well, for both, but for the plants.
1: They're so going to feed feed yes. the plants yep, the yep. food that they require. The essential
0: nutrients that they need. And there is, uh, what is this NPK? Can you tell me about the NPK that we see on our uh, packages a lot? Yeah.
1: In order for a fertiliser to be a fertiliser, it has to contain N, P, and K. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter what else it contains, but it's got to contain nitrogen, phosphorus, and potassium. Right. All right. They're the three components that make up a fertilizer. Yes. So people used to say, oh, I've just been feeding my plants with sea salt. Well, no, you haven't because sea salt doesn't contain the N, the P, P, P and the and K. The K. No, it just contains one element.
0: <laughs> yes, so we need we need to make sure that those three elements are A in, food. Uh, okay, so are in our fertilizers. And yes, there exactly. are other elements, but they are the main, the three main elements. They're the
1: main th- t- th- three main ones. So, so nitrogen. Is for top growth, so that produces all the green leafy matter. The leafy stuff. Yep. Phosphorus is for root growth. Yes. So that that that'll set off a, a good root system, and potassium is for flowering and for fruiting. Fruit, yes. So you want to balance fertiliser for the different types of plants that you want to grow. Mm, okay. So, for instance, um, we're growing garlic at the moment, mm-hmm. so I don't want to put a fertiliser that's high in nitrogen because all that's going to do is give me lots of green le- leaves, you know, you green don't want. leafy yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep. But not a good bulb. Okay. So I want a plant that's lower with potassium.
0: Okay. And phosphorus. Phosphorus, yeah, that,
1: that's going to increase the root system of, of, the, of the garlic and get it set and sorted.
0: Okay. All right. Gosh, we'll remember that. So NPK, don't forget. But it should be in any good fertilizer. Absolutely. Yep. Okay. So we shouldn't have to look for these things. It should be there. But make sure it's organic. Well, and-
1: they're not going to always be there, you know, because. Lots of companies want to sell you as much stuff as they possibly can. So oh, well, this is why, you know, one of the best things you can do is to do your own compost, compost and put the compost in because that's going to work more effectively yeah. straight away because it's all those elements we've we're, we're spoken yes. about in a balanced range. Okay. Um, another great one is wormwee. Okay. So wormweed, when you dilute that down, um, say, 10 parts water to one part wormweed, when you apply that to your garden, 100% of that is going to stay in the soil and be available for the, the plant's roots, not like the old granular fertiliser, mm. which is going to be 97% out in the bay or in the rivers or wherever else. That's rotten. The organic stuff is the way to go.
0: Looking at liquid versus solid fertiliser. Okay, yep. Tell us about that because there's a, there's a big difference between those two.
1: There is. A liquid fertiliser is going to give the plants a quicker uh, access to those nutrients. A quick fix. A quick fix, sure absolutely. Okay. So if you've got, you've got a plant that's starting to yellow off a, off a little bit, you want to give it a quick kick then a little bit of liquid fertiliser is going to, going to make that available to the root system of those plants. Okay. But once again, it's going to be taken up by the drinking part of the root system of the plant, not the feeding part. Okay. All so right. we need to
0: it's combine the fix. two. You okay. do. So throughout the year, I mean, I suppose I, like I, those, those lovely chilli plants that I have in pots at the moment out the mm-hmm. back, which I got from you, thank you, they are starting to yell off a little bit, so I need to make sure that I'm giving them a, like a fortnightly or also liquid, liquid feed. Liquid yeah. Liquid feed, yeah. Yeah, liquid okay. feed. Yeah. That's going
1: to be fine because there's not going to be much goodness left in the pots.
0: No, I know, exactly. Mm. So, so we need to get around to changing you know, that, that uh, potting mix as well. Yep. The slow-release fertiliser, on the other hand, is something that we need to do throughout the year.
1: Yeah, exactly. And, and you want to be careful what sort of slow-release fertiliser you do because, you know, there's those little ball things that you see. <gasps> those balls. The balls, and, and they work generally on on temperature, air temperatures, so they release more the warmer things get, okay. Uh, so they're pushing out more fertilizers. So they're 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 controlled by the temperature, basically. Mm. And those things do not contain natural mm. fertilizers. They are chemicals,
0: aren't they? Found in potting mixes quite a lot.
1: They are found in every every potting mix there is, and
0: not ev- every one, every, e- every single every one. So single there's no one. avoiding yes. them in potting mixes. No, nope. uh,
1: you can you can be an organic Nut? grower. Nut, <laughs> oh, Yeah, but you can be. You can, you can <laughs> have a, an organic farm. Mm. Growing your own seedlings, but you're using a seed raising mix that has a fertilizer of some sort in it that it is inorganic mm. and that's allowed, that's an allowable input. Okay, there's but, nothing else you know, it's do. not necessarily the best thing for them,
0: no. So, basically, again, as far as uh, solid fertilizers are concerned, we really need to be making sure we're looking for the organic fertilisers. absolutely. Fertilizers the and, organic and we've is just the discussed best, that best organic way to is go. The best every time now, when it comes to the difference between exotic plants and native plants, there are obviously different. Requirements. Yes, there are. So we need to be careful with that sort of yes. thing as well. The exotic plants come from overseas. Yes, and, and they're, that-
1: they're, they're used to a totally different regime of, of, of growing. And soils. Yeah, and soils. And mm. I mean, here in Australia, we've got the oldest living soil in the world. So, so it's, it's a little bit depleted. It's very, very depleted. Not just a little bit, it's very depleted. And yeah. that's why, you know, our, our uh, indigenous plants have got so much disease and pestilence because they haven't got the ability to, to, um, to shut those out. They require a different type of fertiliser. Most Australian natives do not like a a fertiliser that is high in phosphorus. Phosphorus. Yes, I knew you would say that, Keith. They they suffer from phosphorus toxicity. Mm -hmm. We don't have enough bird life here in Australia that uh, is constantly pooing on the ground that's giving the phosphorus. Is
0: that what it is?
1: Yeah, it is. That's what it is.
0: Okay. so All right. So whereas the exotic plants, uh, they need the N, the P, and the K, whereas the the native plants don't need.
1: In a a much higher format for sure. so
0: much. Yeah, Okay. We should always use formulated, especially formulated fertilizers for the type of plants we're growing when it comes to things like citrus, roses, et cetera. Yep. So, so what do you suggest? There are certain, I mean, can we recommend particular companies that we We should We can, we can indeed.
1: So, the likes of um, Neutrog. Have now produced a range of fertilisers that are specific for the type of plants that you, you you want to grow. So, they have a citrus food, for instance. Yes. That um, that's you fabulous. know, is, is designed just for citrus plants. Yes. Um, they have other ranges that are designed just for that specific growth requirements of those plants, including bulbs. Yes. And that's another one that um, you know, that requires yeah. a different type of fertilizer. Lawns. Lawns, yeah. People love their
0: lawns. So they have a yep. fantastic thing called
1: Sudden, Sudden Impact, Impact for, for lawns. Exactly.
0: And they have one called Sudden Impact for roses. They have gigantic for is, citrus everything. and yep. everything. That's yep. right. So veggies. They've got a lot. Yeah. So basically, they have a lot of amazing products. Yep. So let's.
1: Absolutely. And there's, there's give them one, one fertilizer that we haven't really spoken about that yeah. is probably one of the most important ones for a garden. And that, of course, is rock dust.
0: Rock dust, yes. Rock Tell dust. us about rock dust.
1: Well, rock dust is a fertilizer that 's made up of th- up to three different types of rocks that have got all various trace elements and minerals that um, have vanished from our soils totally mm. and they 've all been already been used up so they 've mm. gone mm. so by adding uh, rock dust uh, fertilizer, and probably the best brand is is one called monash, yes, um, who were down in Ballarat. They're um, mineralised, fertilizer that contains up to 100 trace elements and minerals that you're putting back into the soil that's being put then back into the food chain that we're actually you know going to be eating. So it's going to come back to us.
0: Yes. When, uh, the rock dust, when should it be applied? Any it's time
1: you like and it doesn't matter how much you put on. I mean, you're not going to put on cubic metres. No, because you only you know, need to put a little on, don't you? Only, you? Really yeah, it has a great well, it's, effect. It's, it's, it's putting something back, back that was never there. Yeah, And okay. that's the beauty about that.
0: So just pop it, pop it on whenever we feel the need.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> Simple as that. So that's, I think. I think we've just pretty much covered in everything, unless you can think of anything else.
1: No, I think we've just about done.
0: I think we've hit that word organic quite a few times.
1: And that's what so hopefully I've, made that point. We want to make that the number one thing: organics.
0: Organic, organic. Look for organic compost, compost, compost. Thank you so much, Keith. That was great. Good. See you next time. Thank you for listening to Muddy Boots. For more information on today's podcast, please go to muddyboots.net.au and happy gardening.